It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where myself and my co-host, Damn. who is currently having a dab off with himself. Talk dab. about yeah. Dab. We have oh, audio, audio boys join them in the dabbing. Now that's great. Oh, it, oh, they're dabbing. Oh, oh, they're so much oh, dab. It's oh. like a like Fortnite in front of me. It's <laughs> just unpleasant to look. Dab at. on the bodies. Dab on the bodies. Fortnite. Now, anytime you talk about Fortnite, you're technically making Avengers Endgame reference. I'm so cool uh, and young. And yeah. Hip. So this is the the Manning Move podcast. We have a topic. Sometimes, well, all the time we have a topic, but usually we we barely. We stick always to have it. a topic. We always have a topic. We barely stick to it. We barely stick to it. Uh, um, but we always. I was thinking about this. We do, however, always well. 95% of the time stay on movies. Yes. We, we, Sometimes we're if you like movies and you came in for the topic, you might be disappointed, but on the whole, we are still talking about films. We're not one of those podcasts I mean, where it's we go, oh yeah, we're the Meander Movie Podcast. Hey, Gavin, what did you do in the summer of 1996 with your family? <laughs> oh, well, I did a funny anecdote. Lol, funny. Let's get... I would have been four, so what, not what, a lot. What did you do? <laughs> I'm no, gonna... no, don't tell us. Oh, we'll, lose. No, no. we'll lose them. We'll lose yeah, the we'll listeners. Lose They're here for the uh, movies. <laughs> yeah, so that beautiful voice that you hear asking me questions about the summer of 96 is... Hello. Is, I'm Gary. It's Gary. I'm the good, fun you're, one. You're the good, fun one. And the miserable bastard over there is Audio Boy. Boom, got him. Oh, got, got him. You. He did get you. I wasn't born in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Great drop in. Uh, and I am... Trenchfoot. Nope. No, it's I it's am, gonna stick. I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the sticky soy bean sauce boy, Gavin. <laughs> Good luck to me remembering I that think, at the end of the episode. I think I've cracked your code for giving yourselves names. What? It's something I've eaten in the last twelve I, hours. <laughs> I did have like black bean beef and rice and everything yesterday. Well, there we go. Yeah, sticky sauce isn't a new nickname of any kind. You've thrown soybean in there to change it up from white sauce was the last time. Oh, yeah, the white, white sauce white maker. maker yeah. Let's not forget the whale talker, one of my personal Whale, whale whisperer. I've got I've got one saved in my phone that I'm gonna I was gonna use one of the, the Avengers ones, but then you railroaded over the names and that's a great one. I was very excited about the Avengers episode though. Like I was very excited about the I know Avengers you episode. We both were. Uh, so yeah. yes, this week. Uh, you probably already know this from reading the title. We're going to do a roundup of some of the movies that came out in May. May movie uh, roundup. May movie roundup. Uh, and it's been a busy month. It's been a busy month because everything... High profile releases. Because obviously April was just Avengers. Yeah. So everything kind of... Was avoiding. Got out of the way. So the first film we're going to talk about uh, in our May movie roundup. May movie roundup. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's pr- Yeah, and as we've as we mentioned... I don't know if you mentioned it on Michael or not, but its actual name is... Pokemon Detective Pikachu. No colon. Nope. No. No nothing. Just <laughs> so Pokemon Detective Pikachu. One sentence. One long, <laughs> <laughs> grammatically annoying title. So what did you think of Pokemon Detective Pikachu? Uh, the way in which I would describe Pokemon Detective Pikachu is the way I'm going to describe a lot of these films tonight, <laughs> which is Pokemon Detective Pikachu is meh. Meh. It's, it's enjoyable at times. Yeah. It's my takeaway from it was, it's a kids' film. Yeah, and it and it's unfortunately it hasn't transcended into that Disney realm of a kid film that's enjoyable for yeah. everyone. It's just pretty firmly wedged into which I get why because hmm. the Pokemon Company and 
particularly the Japanese segment of the Pokemon company, which yep. I think there's a US uh, segment to it, they are so stupidly protective. Not yeah. stupidly protective. They are smartly protective of the Pokemon. Of their IP. Of IP. And we've been, you and I have had the chance to read, I say like we have insider knowledge, that's not the case. Just we, like everyone else, have had the chance to read interviews with people that have talked about the decisions, like when the Pokemon company would say yes to things or no to things yeah. that appear in the movie. It's really interesting to see what they were fine with being in the movie and what they weren't fine with being in the movie. And the big one was the Mr. Mime stuff in the Lickitung scene were the two things that they went, oh yeah, yeah we had to fight for these two segments. Yeah, yeah they were a bit uncomfortable with it. I mean, the, the, the Lickitung one, you get that out of the movie. It's just not pleasant. I, I mean, but I, what I don't understand, it's a funny one though. I, I don't get why the Pokemon company would have been so weird about it because... Maybe they thought it was a bit too sexual. Yeah, but that's that is that Pokemon. I mean, that Pokemon. If you look up any sprite for that Pokemon in any of the Pokemon games, it has a gigantic tongue, and its whole being is licking. Its name is Licky Tongue. I'm just upset that Jinx wasn't in the uh, the movie. I mean, I think we all know why. You know, they had to lighten Jinx's. I know. Oh, I know. That's why I'm upset she wasn't in the movie. <laughs> I think they I'd like it. to have seen them tackle that one. They changed it from black to blue to yeah, try and it circumvent. Kinda lo- it kind of looked like a. One of the black and white minstrels yeah, characters like you've seen in like the, the twenties. Oh, Pokemon! But yeah, so I <laughs> think with uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, uh, to use its full name, obviously, and nothing else. Nothing. There's no uh, no second best. The the only thing that I think keeps that film uh, to the level of enjoyment that it is and makes uh, it something adults can enjoy mm-hmm. with kids is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, because without Ryan Reynolds. There's not a whole lot else in that movie to grasp onto and enjoy. Yeah. The kids obviously they can enjoy the the, Some, the Pokemon stuff. And the Pokemon. The, in fact, in fact, Pokemon, adult fans of Pokemon will fucking lose their shit watching these live action Pokemon. Because well, oh yeah, sitting, sorry about that one bit. Yeah, when w- I went, watching the live action Pokemon was was yeah. cool as fuck. When I went to watch, see the film, sitting to the right of me was a group of three Asian girls who sat well forward in their seats with their head in her hands just going ah the entire time <laughs> they were losing their shit with enjoyment they were so happy and then you look over at me and it's just this miserable bearded prat just looking at the screen going well, plot wise this doesn't really technically make sense with yeah. what the, and just being an arsehole about because that's and then know. and then i mean i kind of fall into both of those camps so big big old pokemon fam fam i love pokemon fam you just sit in your balls or something because the way you moved there it's like you'd that you crushed something. My my wrist tweaked. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just kind of I was just moving. Why'd you never take your shoes off and then put them all over my I think you find the soles of both of my shoes are nowhere near your furniture. Yeah, but they're going to be on they're the furniture. They're going to move on to the furniture. They will not. I can see a big dirty leaf in the bottom of that shoe. Is it on your furniture? It will be. <laughs> you just put the dirty fucking leaf on the fucking on furniture. On purpose. Because okay. you were being a bull bag. About my, f- I don't come to your house and sh- shit in your garden. <laughs> you can if you want. It's, nah. it's a lot of dog shit out there anyway. Oh, you, yeah, you got pets. We got pets. We got animals. Fine, I'll shit on top of your toilet seat. It's <laughs> a bit different. Um, yeah, as as a as a kind of Pokemon fan myself and an avid movie lover, probably the biggest movie lover in the in the room. Um, <laughs> Fuck off! No, you're not. <laughs> I I kind of went into that film and it started off being a bit fan servicey and he's in lavender town and they fair. do the do but the throwing the Pokeball bit. I was fine with that. That was all right. Um, 
very quickly became apparent Justice Smith's can act. Can't act. <laughs> well, maybe he can. He was. He was if doing. You watch his... the get down. He can act. Yeah. I was. I was gonna say he's. He's doing. He's doing his best. But I just think maybe he's out of his depth on 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 the big screen. He's not really the leading man, sort is he? Definitely wasn't. Yeah. That's definitely struggled with that. But he's... then I suppose he's not. He's. He's. He's the sidekick of that movie. Yeah, but for like the first twenty minutes when it's just him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're you're a supporting character actor. You're not a, not a lead. lead not yet. And you can't convincingly deliver any emotion. Have you ever had emotions, Justice Smith? Okay, I don't know if you've experienced emotions before, because you can't seem to portray yeah. them on screen. And Once then, again, watch the get down. He's the lead. It's really good. Is it a TV show, though? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Talk about movies here. The Mandarin Movie well, Podcast. Excuse me. And it was a Game of Thrones. What did you think? <laughs> so yeah, I like, I, yeah, Justice Smith, bit meh, or very meh. Then, you know, the jokes were kind of okay. They were landing. Definitely some really childish jokes. Um, For the, me... You're right. The Pokemon was, was phenomenal. Seeing all the Pokemon come to, yeah. to, brought to life looked amazing. What's very clear from watching that film is everyone involved loved... Cared a great deal. Loved and cared about Pokemon and knew a lot about Pokemon yeah, as well. They did their research. Because is... can you imagine those visual effects artists, like the team that worked in that yeah, film, yeah. and they come to them and like, hey, so our new project, guys, we're doing the Pokemon movie. And you can just imagine these people going, Someone's finally! I've been drawing Pokemon for years in my doing, notebook. <laughs> yes, I've been sitting on DeviantArt drawing fucking Pikachu <laughs> with a hat for all my Fuck life. Fuck you, Miss Donnelly. You said I'd never make a job <laughs> out of drawing Pokemon, and here I am! Fucking, my, my entire homework bit was covered in fucking Charmanders, <laughs> and here I am. I'm, I'm in charge of this... <laughs> Visual effects live action. Um and then I think it was around the, the halfway mark. They get to the research department. Starting Rita Order. Starring Rita Aurora. Which odd, is so odd bizarre. Cameo, odd cameo. And then the the pacing goes from normal to insane. Is it, Shit just starts. Yeah, you're talking happening. about the bit when those what, what the Pokemon called the the land starts moving. Everything. Everything from that point onwards just starts getting so rapid, and they stop explaining things. And characters just oh no, are, they never stop explaining. Things. They won't though, yeah. They but then, but then never they never stop explaining. You've got things. characters that are here at point A, and then the rest of the characters are at point B, and they make it very clear that point A and point B are nowhere near each other. And then because the character at point A needed to be at point B, they just appear, and then and, and buildings get scaled in an instant because yeah, and it's you know I me. Mean? And then well, I also and I, as the film moved along, it starts off kind of ground level and grounded and then when very like said, quickly. once they get to the laboratory stuff it just fucking takes off and you're just like where did this fuck this is yeah. like moving at a pace and thing and these characters are doing things that one they never seemed capable of doing before <laughs> or wouldn't have done and they're doing it with great ease it's yeah. like jesus christ it's bizarre and and yeah it loses it loses pacing completely and then the story starts just yeah, kind of the biggest problem with detective pikachu and it's not easy to do a kind of uh, mystery, kind of investigative, uh, kind of noir-esque mm-hmm. story, which is what this film tries to do. But it's it's not good. Cause I think, it's just basic. I think by the time uh, Justice Smith and Ryan Reynolds are sitting in, in that bar like and he's drinking the coffee and stuff, I was like, I figured this plot out. <laughs> and then the, it, the moment... So before we do this... Audio boy, spoiler warning, and this is your spoiler warning for the episode. Aha! No, no, no. I mean, if we want to recommend these films for people to go see, should we, I think we should avoid spoilers. You want to avoid it? I think we avoid spoilers. Okay, fine. I retract that. Reverse it. Ah! <laughs> D- did the noise backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
I'm, I'm I think the moment the moment I saw the villain, I went, okay, that's yeah, that's the villain. Yeah, it, like instantly. I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind that I could have even been wrong. And then when it happened at the end, I went, "Yep, yeah, okay." However, there was a little twist in there, a very little one that I went, "Oh, okay." Didn't see that coming. That was. Is that it was with nice. the person in the cupboard? Yes. Okay. I mean, I I could have guessed that when I saw the person wearing pink and everything, and I'm like, "Well, I know who that person is." Nah, see, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, that bit. I, I thought that that was odd, and I, I I went I went. There's something up with that, but I didn't quite connect the dots. So there was a little tiny. Oh, okay, that makes there you go. That makes sense. Now that we're talking about it, I just want to get into spoilers. Actually, so. see, yeah, it's too late though. Got to yeah. be sensible. So yeah, I yeah. and then it finished, and I and then I sat in the cinema, and the, the 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 credits started rolling, and it was all the actors and all the people that were involved yeah, drawn up like Pokemon style, yeah, which was a nice like touch. That. And I sat back and went, oh, I don't know if I enjoyed that. And my brain went, it's a kid's film. That that film is not for you. It's a shame it didn't hit on all the notes, but take it f- at face value. And face value, I'm with you. It's a bit meh, but overall, it's enjoyable. I think, yeah, kids will love this film. And people who are like hardcore Pokemon, they'll just, they, they won't see, care I think about... Hardcore, nah, see, I think hardcore Pokemon fans are pissed off by it. Oh. I, I've got a bunch of people on, in, in my... In my circles, my social circles, that would just... Could you have film was crap. more than one circle? I have many what's, what's that like? It's pretty good. I barely got, like, an arch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a semicircle. You got a semicircle. Um, and, and I know a lot of people that were not happy with it. <clears throat> but I think a lot of people are doing what we started here. Right? And they've bigged this film up already to... This is our film. My Pokemon's for everyone. And this it's is a shame. Be the greatest video game movie yeah. of all time. And it's a shame it didn't do that, but it wasn't for. Do you know what the annoying thing us. is? Is it had the elements to do it. Mm-hmm. I think if you just tear that entire plot out and write actually a good plot, uh, get Justice Smith mm-hmm. out of there. Mm-hmm. Get a better, ca- get a better kind of leading character that can play off of and Ryan a better uh, sidekick. The the lead female was just uh, rubbish. She, she was there to play plucky female. Rubbish. She was rubbish. Yeah, and and that's you know I'm I'm for all our dear listeners, you'll know that I'm always the one that will advocate for women having more roles oh, in films. Jesus but she was fucking. She was crap. She was so bad. I mean, let's be honest. All of the real life actors in this movie. Are crap and all of the yeah, poke- and then just Ryan Reynolds who plays a fucking CGI Pikachu <laughs> is Rat. the most lifelike thing in the the entire movie. So yeah, so I'm with you. It unfortunately didn't hold up to all my hopes and dreams, but I came out of it. I'd enjoyed it. It, yeah, it dragged like, in a few it, places, it, and it's nah. not bad. It's not it's a bad fine. film. It's enjoyable. If it shows up on Netflix, it's a great film to chuck on and just watch totally, and enjoy. Totally, totally laugh totally. along. Like the whole the mime stuff. Yeah. That was the best part Good of the whole life. movie for me, even though I thought, like, I thought oh, the trailer had ruined it, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched it, and I was like, this is hilarious, <laughs> and it gets even funnier. It goes to a really, <laughs> what, like, dark place. Dark. I was like, I'm surprised this got into the movie, but it's fucking funny. And what the, f- it does raise the question of what the, why is Mr. Mime being treated like an animal? That That's clearly a human being that was. I mean, with the way this plot goes, it, oh, I just. Okay, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but how this plot ends and what the big bad guy's plan is is so idiotic and nonsensical <laughs> that I was just sitting there, like, I was just sitting there and I'd stopped engaging and experiencing the movie and just started thinking about 
what the fuck is this yeah, 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 yeah. ending plot do? Like, what is happening? Because and then I'm like, none of this makes sense. This is so idiotic. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those endings of a movie. It's one of those bad guy plots. That the moment you go, wait a minute. If he just started selling that, yeah. If you think about it just a wee bit, you're like this. Well, I just think any any bad guy plot where if you would pay for it as a service, it's not a bad guy plot. The only reason it was a bad guy plot is because he was enforcing it. But if if we if I lived in that world, I'd go, hey man, I will pay you top dollar for what you are putting out. And he'd be like, no, the, the whole world must be like, no, 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 fuck the whole world. I've got a bunch of friends. All of us want that. I don't know why you're trying to make this like a big evil scheme. I'll do it willingly. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, and my final criticism, my final moan is there was 55 Pokemon that they they made up for the real world, Rhyme City. And the whole film, that is not a problem. The whole film, that works, and it's a non-issue. And then right at the end of the film, there's a, there's a scene where this, it zooms out from the street and you see a whole bunch of Pokemon. And I think it was only, yeah, kind of literally the last 10, 15 minutes where I, I was watching it and went, oh man, that looks awful because it's just quite clearly the same copy and pasted yeah. eight Pokemon all over. And it just became very obvious that it wasn't a living world. It was a CGI world and they just needed filler. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you have to think like maybe the Pokemon company didn't want to give them all over because they wanted to yeah. keep some for... No, I, I, I get that. It was more just the fact that they decided to... They wanted to have as many Pokemon on screen as possible. But because they only had rights... And I, and I think, you know, maybe or, it was only... Or maybe it's more just a, a logistical side of like... It took so much time to get those fifty-five kind of yeah. made and generated and working. No, no, but exactly. That's exactly. But that's it. The, the fact is, fifty-five is not a problem. The film, the film deals with that. It was just the final scene but because it, really it wasn't all fifty-five. Of, it was about ten of them, like watching, and there was just about fifteen of each of them on screen, and it just looked really odd because because it was the same one. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just loads it's, of the same. It's yeah. like watching an Illumination movie where they literally just copy yeah, and paste. Exactly. Exactly. Because they have no talent or <laughs> credibility or love for the craft. There's a... Sorry, just going to mention a Mr. Mime comment. There's a scene in the in the Pokemon cartoon uh, where Ash's mum has a Mr. Mime, but she makes him eat on the floor out of a dog bowl. But, but Ash has got Pikachu, who's tiny and is just an animal eating out of the bowl, like a cat would. And then there's another Pokemon, I can't remember what it is, but which is also tiny and is happy eating off the floor. And Mr. Mime's sitting cross-legged with human fingers just... <laughs> It's a dark universe. It's weird. It's it's proper weird. Although what I never knew I wanted, but this movie is now showing me to me that I, I really want this, is a buddy cop film where it's just Detective Pikachu and Psyduck just on adventures together. Yeah, be good. Because those two in the back of that car, <laughs> I just want that for the rest of my life. Just watching those <laughs> things, just watching Ryan Reynolds spout out hilarious line after hilarious line while Psyduck just looks just at him, him a bomb. and says Psyduck <laughs> and then every so often might blow up it's that and the Mr. Rhyme stuff so good in that film right film number two film number two is let's keep this crazy train rolling is Tolkien didn't see it uh, oh. wait Pokemon movie rating out of ten. One being bad ten being good well you know I'm not giving very ratings. good okay. I'm gonna go with a solid I'm gonna go with a five Pretty okay. middling. Here's what we'll do. You give your ratings. I'll give recommendation or not recommendation. And I would... I'll recommend Detective Pikachu, but not necessarily rush out the cinema for it. Wait till it shows up on like Netflix or Blu-ray or something like that and maybe pick it up then. You always got to be difficult. Recommendation or I've recommended the film. There we go. 
right. Next, we are talking about Tolkien. Yeah, I didn't see it. Didn't, not my cup of tea at all. War yeah. film about... It's not a war film. War film about Tolkien. It's not a war film. Who wrote Lord of the Rings. Meh. Not the trailer's made it look like a war film. Well, okay, so it's begins more... Well, it begins his childhood, but it's Tolkien at his time as a commander during World War One, but at a very bad time, and so... He's kind of running. This doesn't around. sound like a war film. You're right. So so far, would what you, you just would you pause? Would the you opposite. maybe and <laughs> maybe out of this two hour film, a total of ten minutes of that is set during the World War One segment. Yeah, Pearl Harbor is the same. Pearl Harbor is at least forty nine hundred minutes of war film nonsense. Pearl Harbor was three hours long, and it was two and a half hours of people talking to each other, and then. 10 minutes of explosions and 20 minutes of credits. I'm not going to defend Pearl Harbor. It's a shit film. Michael Bay directed but that's it. Still a, that's still a war film. It's not a war film. Anyway. Pearl Harbor's a war film. War, well, yeah, Pearl Harbor's a war film. Tolkien ain't a war film. Yeah, it looked like a war film. What? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tolkien. Uh, of all the films we're going to talk about the list, I would say this is the uh, best one. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story... Audio Boy, did you see Tolkien? I did. Oh, good, so I'm going to be able to talk off of you. Uh, I would say Tolkien is the most heartfelt, uh, personal, and emotive film mm-hmm. uh, on this list. Nicholas Holt is continues to just be a tremendous, not only leading man, but just actor in general. Before Robert Pattinson got the role of Batman, he was apparently the, the front runner to take the role. I would have been okay with that. Um, the story that it tells of Tolkien's origin, I know that it's marred in some controversy because the Tolkien estate wasn't, it didn't have like sign off on it, but I still feel that the story it tells is a very beautiful one. And it, it, I've never been a fan of Tolkien's writing, but this film actually made me interested to go back and give those books another go just because of the, um, the way he thought about language, the way he treated language, and just the way language and poetry and those such things played such an important part. Mm-hmm. But then also the... I, I hated when they did it in the trailer because I thought it was cheesy, but it works in the film when he refers to his group of friends as a fellowship. And the relationship between him and his three friends and the journey they go on uh, is a... It's so beautiful, and the the way it ends is so heartbreaking, and it also t- it also helped further my interest in going back to read those Lord of the Rings books because knowing that that's what inspired his stories makes it all the more kind of yeah in- um, moving to me, and that's why I feel like to- like when Tolkien finished, I was just I was. Holding back, being a blubbering mess, just especially like when the final scene where like Tolkien speaking to one of his friends' mothers and stuff, and it's like, oh, it just it crushes your heart, but it's so beautiful. And it's like, yeah. And the film itself is gorgeous to look at. Like, you're obviously not a, a war film fan, but some of the stuff that happens during World War One when Tolkien's in a, a terrible state of mind and he's not doing very well, and they have like dragons and all that kind of stuff, that kind of shows like his he's losing his sense of reality. It's just gorgeous to look at. It's just a, it's a very beautiful film that I think people should see and uh, enjoy. It's interesting that you do say that, though, because it's getting panned. Uh, well, I think that's... Everywhere. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I'm curious as to why as why everyone else seems to think it's shit. 
because they probably thought like the trailer show it's going to be some big fantasy infused action adventure film well, yeah, I didn't think any of the trailers showed that I thought the trailer showed it was going to be a war film about Tolkien's life which just dragged for me which is why I didn't bother with it but yeah it's just yeah maybe people just don't have a heart maybe I have a heart that might be it that might be the simple answer to that although I doubt it hey <laughs> so uh, in summary I would in fact do you have anything you'd like to say about Tolkien um I can kind of see where, where people are coming from a bit in that, like, it was good. I enjoyed it. I feel like Gavin is maybe bigging it up a little more than it deserves. Because, like, all the war stuff was really good. Um, and all the the sort of his, like, his younger life and things. It was interesting. It just, yeah, it wasn't, it never really caught me that emotionally. It, it, it did, from, from the trailers why. for me, it looked like a regular biopic. Because it felt like he kind of, he chose a certain life and he, he never really got the consequences of that. I don't want to go further down that line without spoiling anything. Mm. Yeah. Just become the hero of his own story after yeah. after, after some trials and tribulations. Mm. Well, that sounds like a regular old movie biopic. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel the story it tells is quite touching. Well, I'm sure it does. And it handles it well. But... All all biopics do. That's the whole point of it. No, they don't. Of a cut, they cut, really, of a really cut a biopic. They really, really don't. <laughs> yeah, but the, any any cookie cutter biopic that's that's as far as I'm concerned that's that's not doing the job well is. Hey, look at our hero. Our hero has some trials and tribulations, but don't worry, he gets out at the end. Okay, and here's why he's the hero. Okay, and that's what you're saying. This film comes out like to a degree. Yeah, I feel like with the tone of the whole movie. For the like, for how long it goes on and things, like I feel like it wasn't warranted to be like, oh, he's still, like, yeah, I don't know. I would. <laughs> that wasn't very coherent, was it? That's all right. I, I get it. Gets. <laughs> I would recommend Tolkien. Give it yeah. a watch. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I haven't seen it, so zero out of one, zero out of ten for me. But that's <laughs> but that's based off of I haven't seen it. So a zero is a, a non-rating. I think you'd like it. Zero is a non-rating. Again. I think by this point it'll be out of the cinema by the time this episode goes up. I think it is. But yeah, again, that. when it shows up on when your streaming services or whatever, give it a watch. I probably will. I think I, it's, I, you I think know what? I probably won't. I, I know you won't. Lie. But the people out there listening, I'd say give it a watch. I'd it's also, I should point out, as someone who's never seen any of the Lord of the Rings films or The Hobbit or anything like this, I still, I would, yeah, it's okay. It's probably the only you don't reason have to I be all clued up yeah, on see, that's the, Lord it. the only reason I would have gone and seen it is if it was a Lord of the Rings film. I think I'm weird in this sense, though. I don't give a shit about <laughs> about the people behind stories. I like the stories. I like Lord of the Rings. I mean, for me, it depends on the people. I couldn't give a shit where Lord of the Rings came from. It exists now. Great. Who wrote it? A man named J.R.R. Tolkien. But then, like Whatever. I was saying, the, the, the story that it told helped inform more my f- interest in the Lord of the Rings further because looking at the characters in the fellowship and then looking at the life of Tolkien and how that went on to inspire those characters, give those characters more meaning for me personally when I think about it. Yeah. But then I don't know. Same thing happens with Rocketman, which we'll get into. I just oh, will we. I just don't I just don't know. I just never trust a fucking biopic anyway. Well yeah, that's that's the point I made earlier is like the Tolkien estate has uh, didn't sign off in this film. So the So it could just be This film bullshit. could easily take liberties. I'm not personally aware of that. 
So uh, that's on me to do for the research. But the story of this film told, I, I enjoyed. Cool. Next film. Next film. Uh, we have three left. On the left. We have three right? left. <laughs> so the next one is probably one the majority of people listening to this won't have seen or won't have heard of. Are we not but, six left? But, no, three, four left. Yeah, we've got four left. Four left. We should get fucking on we this. Gotta start, we gotta start we'll, we'll fire through this next through. one very quickly. Because it's shit. It's not good. It's uh, a movie called High Life starring Robert Pattinson, the, the new Batman. And without a doubt, he is the best part about this film. Only, only if, as far as I'm concerned, the only good thing about this film. Uh, no, I, I would say some of the aesthetic choices of the film and some of the atmosphere at points and the score is good. Okay, sorry. I sorry. Apologies. I agree actually on all three of those fronts. I just don't consider those things when I'm because I don't. I think it's it's a weird conversation actually. When I'm watching a film, I try. I don't think about these things because it's because I'm not meant to. If a film's doing its job, I shouldn't really notice any of that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but like, I you're, just you're right. The spaceship, the atmosphere, the the, the music all contributes to it. Also, and, I, and I liked it. So actually, yeah, I, I would probably moan about it. I'd bring it up myself if I was like, yeah, it was shit. Didn't look good. The, the locations were terrible. You know what I mean? If it was bad, but if it's good. So yeah, I'm agreeing with you, actually. Sorry. But yeah, I just feel like uh, the problem with High Life is brain fart, though. It, it tries real hard to be... You could easily just take your shoes off. I don't know what the trouble is. You, you're just making your life more uncomfortable by keeping the shoes no, on. I'm going to put them back on, and I'm bad at laces. So. You're bad? Okay. I'll do your laces if you want, Gary. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll just keep my shoes on. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the big problem with High Life is it's a movie that thinks it's... It tries to be something more than it is. It tries to have this kind of really nuanced and uh, deep kind of theme and or themes. It's, uh, it's totally trying to go for the look how intelligent and pretentious and wanky we are. Why do you have to be so... Why do you have to be so negative in your adjective choice? I, there are there are multiple films in the world, and this definitely comes under the pretentious, wanky category. I think it's just a film that's confused as to what it wanted to do or be. Yeah, it wanted to be a pretentious, wanky film. It didn't want to, no one. It did. Of course, it did. It wanted to be this art house. Oh, think about the themes we're putting to you: sexuality, murder. Well, no, because <laughs> that's all right. Not humanity. No, no the, the interesting. Well. What I took from this film is it was trying to comment on how integral to our species um, procreation and birth is, but also how we look upon and treat sex, and then trying to bring those two elements together into a film. This sounds like my ideal film. But no, because it goes about it in such a backwards, terrible way, to the point where you're just like, you're not lost, you just don't care. Whereas, like, it introduces you to a whole group of characters. You're like, I don't like any of these people. I don't care about any of these people. And I don't want to see them interact with each other because all of them are just awful people to watch interact. And then the film doesn't let them. The film yeah. gives them absolutely no room to do anything because they're all strapped to beds for 90% of the time. And it fully, fully just focuses on the sexual aspect and the birth aspect and doesn't make any effort to build them its its world or its characters out into anything more than just si- that there's literally I that- man i wouldn't even go as far as say it gives it the, the birth element at all it's so focused on sex but with no no me- but like no 
yeah, focal but point. the whole outcome of this, the the sex is so to get the, the woman pregnant, so as they can test, uh-huh. do these experiments in space about uh, what. Yeah, but it's not sex. Is it, is it, oh, it's because we got to artificially inseminate. Yeah, but I, and then it has that weird like sex box. Sex. But then, because, all, but that's I'm agreeing with you because the 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 element of Robert Pattinson with the kid is so disjointed from yeah the the artificial insemination storyline, they have not, they, they almost have nothing in common bar Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like the film starts in the middle with Robert Pattinson and the baby and it's a very quiet, melancholy, slow Begin- feeling The film. beginning of the film had me excited. It's very atmospheric. Like, it's, it, it's, Pattinson's it, performance is great. He's so Pattinson's, natural with the baby. Yeah, because he doesn't, he's not doing anything. He's yeah. just, but he's still holding your attention. He's just got this kind of draw on the screen. And, it, it's, it's not posing questions, but there's quite, you're thinking of questions like what's happening, blah, blah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of pulling you in. And then it just cuts to why, like, it cuts back in time to a previous point where, like, here's what happened and here's how we got here. And immediately just, it turns into this, like, I don't know, kind of dirty, overly sexual, grotesque, rape-filled film. You're just like, oh, no, I don't, this is, with people... That I hated all of them, and I was just, and I knew what Kate, well, I knew it was going to happen to them because the film shows me what happens yeah. to all those characters. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, I don't, I'm not going to invest because I know what happened to them, and I don't want to invest because they're just so awful. All of these people, and then as far as the film story goes, it makes zero sense. Yeah, uh, they get strapped to beds at night because they're criminals and they're not allowed like agency, except at one point where this guy isn't strapped to a bed and then goes and rapes a woman. We, I guess we should give some context. Wonderful. We should give some context. So the, the, just a, a brief plot of the film. Yeah, this one is it because it's probably the, the, the weird outlier. Uh, we should probably should have done this when we start talking about the film because we've said a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but you could always, well, listen to this, open up your IMDb, type in High Life well, and your blocks and office. But anyway. Uh, yeah, listeners, do your own fucking work. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the scientists send out a bunch of uh, spaceships uh, and each one on them is, is conducting its own experiment to see what happens when life interacts with space. And on the spaceship we're on, which is like Spaceship Six, I think. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. It's to kind of look at the effects of uh, someone being impregnated celibacy. and then giving birth to a baby in a in celibate space. environment. Though. Yeah, there's no sex allowed. No sex allowed. And so, yeah, that's kind of a brief plot of what the film is. And all of the people on this ship are... Uh, Convicts. Who were on death row. And they got told that they would be vindicated on their return back to Earth, but then yeah. they were lied to. They're never coming back. They're heading towards a black hole. Yeah. Somebody gets spaghettified halfway through. Best bit of the film. No, but... Uh, I mean, that bit was pretty cool. But yeah, the problem with the film, ultimately, is it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't... Yeah, it, it has these ideas. It has its themes. It tries to... No, it doesn't even try to explore them. And then it just goes, well, I guess the film's over now and ends. Before ending, it goes, and now we're going to do the 2001 Space Oddity and Space Oddity? Space Oddity ending, where we're going to give you this seminal sci-fi bullshit and you've got to make up your own mind about what it means. Except it was crap. And unlike... <laughs> and, it, and it didn't mean anything. And unlike 2001 Space Oddity, it said nothing. Yeah. It did not. It's just like, oh, okay. And so get, all you're left with is Rob and just being... But then he disappears in the middle section of the film. So you're just like... <sighs> One out of ten. So I would uh, definitely not recommend High Life. One out of ten. Would Do do not see it. One being bad, ten being... I know I've said that. I'll yeah. continue it. That scale will stay forever now. Uh, so do you reckon I should do half points? No. 
Because then it's basically a 20 point system, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, we could just get rid of the points altogether. Mm, I like the I like the scaling system. I know you do. Three more films. Next on film our, numero four. Next on our list is the film Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about Aladdin? Then? Aladdin. Okay. A whole new world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. Aladdin in the style of nineties uh, rock song. Well, that interpretation of Aladdin was er- er- better than anything that happened in that movie. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? I don't hate it. It much like Dumbo or The Jungle Book or any of these live-action Disney remakes, it just caused nothing within me whatsoever. Did you I- not like The Jungle Book? I enjoyed The Jungle Book, but I then came out of The Jungle Book and went, well, that's a film that I watched. It was enjoyable. I mean, I'm, I'm with you in I the sense... I came out of Dumbo being like, that was a nothing movie. And I came out of Aladdin going like, that was not enjoyable. There was nothing to that movie. Aladdin is way better than Dumbo. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely. I, right, so I enjoyed Aladdin. Aladdin is definitely better than Dumbo, but I, that's not saying anything. It. Well, I genuinely I took enjoyed a shit Aladdin this morning that was better than fucking Dumbo. <laughs> so I don't know what you want to say about and Aladdin. I'm with that film. Dumbo, more like well, I've been trying to remember this one bit of Dumbo, which was you remember when when he gets laughed at the first time by the crowd, and they bring him out as dear. Is it dear baby? Jumbo. Oh, is that what it is? I've been trying to remember this for weeks. And then the cart gets juggled a little bit or knocked. And then the the D falls, falls off. Yeah. And the B. No, where's the B come from? Dear baby. It's Jumbo. Yeah. But how does the B get from there to there? Anyway, and then it turns into. What do you mean? It, how does it get from where to where? Jumbo and oh, Dumbo. Jumbo. It's the D, isn't it? Jumbo, Dumbo. Dear baby. Yes. Dum- Jumbo. Big ear Dumbo. <laughs> That was, I. <laughs> the reason I laughed and I, I I love that bit so much is purely because someone in the, like in the, in the, in the I'm trying to think what department the, it would be. The, the whole assembly line of making the movie. Probably all of, yeah, somewhere in production they went, oh, we should get the sign that says Big Ear Dumbo. But how, how, why would they have that if his name's Jumbo at the beginning? Oh, wait, no, I've got it. It breaks. <laughs> like, Steve, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. You've figured it out. Oh my God. Wow. We've got to get this to Tim. Tim's going to love it. So, so look, it said, Dear Baby Jumbo, and then it breaks, and now it says, Big Ear Dumbo. That's how he gets the name, Dumbo. Look at that. And then it's just like, there's silence, there's Tim Burton, he just stands there, and he's thinking like, I used to fuck Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> and then, while, while Johnny Depp watched. And, <laughs> and then like everyone sounds like, he's not said anything, what's he thinking? And he goes, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? And then someone up the back does a slow clap. It's Johnny Depp. (laughs) He's like, hey, Tim, can I be in your movie? He's like, you're the fucking elephant, John. (laughs) Do the, put on the weird suit that Andy Serkis likes to wear and be the the elephant. Yeah, you're going to be our mute elephant. If that's what you want me to be, Tim, I'll do that. Um, There's just a scene of like Dumbo walking around like fucking Captain Jack Sparrow going, where's the rum gone? The amount of, I never understand why the, why Benedict Cumberbatch did as much as he did for Smell? I know. It's, I love watching those movies. Because I, I get, I would understand it if he was in the green like suit and he had all those little balls on him, ping pong balls, and he was sitting at a desk acting to yeah. a camera. But the the video I seen is him, him on a table, like like on all fours, real low to the ground, going, <laughs> and then it cuts to like like one of the VFX guys like uh, sitting behind the monitor going. Yeah, they try not to press it. Like, yeah, we told them that um, 
You know, that we needed them like to move around like <laughs> we told him it was mocap. <laughs> Fucking idiot. It's not just facial recognition. Coverbatch walks over and says, Oh, I was that guy. And I'm like, great Ben. Oh, great, so great work. Ben, what's the best one? Because you can pretty much say his name however you want and Ben or Squatch. Cumber Munch. Yeah, and everyone knows what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Wimbledon tennis match. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, I'll let that happen. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Like that. You knew what I meant. So do you know what all this conversation tells me? Aladdin isn't worth talking about. Aladdin is good. <laughs> you threw me good. off. I liked Aladdin. Oh yeah, I threw you off. Aladdin, I genuinely liked I liked Aladdin. Jafar was god awful. Uh, they no. cast the plainest man. He he considering and this is where it comes I think you mentioned this previously. This is where it comes down to when a film's animated, they can draw someone villainous. And yeah. you know he's villainous from the beginning because Jafar has a gigantic triangular head. He's yeah, all angles. Sharp, yeah. pointy, seems evil. And he looks evil and he comes across. And then you give him this this menacing voice, and it's great. And then in the film, he's just a guy. He's just a guy <laughs> with just like, and like but a beard and how some old short is hair. he as well? Thirty? I see. Yeah, younger. I, I felt. I, I was thinking like mid twenties. I was thinking 30. like twenty or something. And Just that's some not a guy. An, he should be older. He should be. He should be Charles Dance. He should be Charles Dance. Every time I watch the trailer for. Sorry, I got God, I such a great idea. That was so. You good. just like you echoed in this room because that's no, but that's. You are a hundred percent right. If you if if you replace that guy with Charles Dance, Dan, Dance, yeah, but then Charles you can't Dance, do that Charles because Dance. then the people cry white. Yeah, yeah, so, it's yeah, fair. fair, which is fair. So you have anyway. Jonathan Van Ness as the genie as well. You really just yeah. keep pushing this. I could recast Aladdin and it'd be great. <laughs> Philip showed me who this Jonathan Van Ness person is, and I was just like, nah, nah, wasn't wasn't not for me digging it. Nah. So Jafar, crap. I, I I I fully agree on that. The thing point. with. J- the other aspect of Jafar that didn't work is one, the actor was bland, and maybe he's a good actor. I would like to see him in some other projects and see mm-hmm. what he's like because I don't want to just fully judge his ability. I already in have. One film. That's because if you're I bad, ever see him anywhere, that's because you're a bad person. That's crap, Jafar. But the other thing with Jafar in this film. film is the film just doesn't do a great job of ever making his motivation clear. Like in the animated yeah. film, he's like, this is Jafar, this is what he wants, and he's evil. He so wants to be the Sultan. It comes and, across and I, I think that's it. It's his 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 goal and ambition seems really single mindedly clear. Granted, it's not the the biggest, most evil plan, no. but they make it very clear he wants to be Sultan because he's power hungry. Whereas in this one Oh, he wants to be Sultan, but kind just kind of he's, he's yeah, all right because there's that scene of he's like, oh, I don't want to be second. I, I've built up from being a thief to this, and it's like, okay, yeah, and why, why do I care? Yeah. Oh wait, that's, I don't. Okay, You're good. being friendly there. So yeah, Jafar was crap. Uh, I'm gonna put this in order of of things I enjoyed. Next up, so this is second least. This and is gonna be big in order of things I didn't enjoy. Then so Aladdin is the main character. He was also a bit meh. He wasn't he, as bad as Jafar. But he also was, didn't feel like a lead man. Well, I've got Jafar's filmography in front of me here, and I can confirm he's not been in any good films. <laughs> Give me. Nor like, will he. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. That's a good film. No, what? He had a very small part in it. The 2018. 17, the, yeah. the Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh one? Is it was the it? Ke- is what it? happened to Monday? Oh, uh, what? Uh, with Rooney, Rooney Mara? Yeah. That film was weird. I the Mummy. Uh, ben Hur. Oh yeah, Accused fucking Ben Hart and the Mummy. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the Tom Cruise bit, uh, Mummy, not uh, the masterpiece of Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. 
We do love Brendan Fraser. <laughs> we do love Brendan Fraser in this podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Brendan Fraser. Um, yeah, I was going to say the, the actor who played Aladdin was charismatic mm-hmm. at points on screen. Like I'd say, in, like in the first act, when it's mainly him, he comes across as quite charming, quite yeah. charismatic. But of course, when Will Smith comes along, he kind of fades away to the yeah. point where. I forgot it was the Aladdin film at times because mm. Will Smith as the genie obviously stands out because of Will Smith, and then Jasmine stands out f- much more as well. Yeah, because they've made Jasmine a character. They've given yeah. they've given Jasmine an arc and they've made her an actual character. And that and that's, I mean, we're, we're jumping ahead now to the other two, the other two main characters. So for me, it then goes genie, and genie is in that camp for me. Of I thought I was gonna despise that. Everything I'd seen up to that point was just. Making me, and maybe this helped because I had such such low expectations, yeah. <laughs> and I went in and I went, "That's enjoyable." I mean, it's it's it doesn't hold a candle to Robin Williams, no. and it can't. And again, because it's not fully animated, and they, and they tone down the genie being all pop culture reference and yeah. zipping about and doing a bunch of magic all the time. They've toned all that down, so it's not quite what I now wanted. Raps now he just raps, but I did enjoy it way more than I thought I was going to enjoy. Uh, I would say. I enjoyed the genie when he was just being the genie and kind of bantering back and forth with Aladdin. When he was blue, basically when he was blue genie or regular human genie. When they were when they were bantering, yeah, they had good banter. Like uh, the best scene in the entire movie is when he shows up as Prince Ali and he's talking about jams. And yeah, it's good. The, and and the genie's been like, You're like I leave the jams, man. Ten thousand years, and that's the most embarrassing I've ever been. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but when. Any time the genie starts singing, or when anyone in, in this film starts singing, the songs are awful. Yeah. And the and Will Smith can't hold a tune. No one can hold a tune in this film. Jasmine can't hold a tune. Aladdin so, can't hold a tune. Well, so no, I'm I, so I, fucking I, glad they didn't make the fucking blandest man on the planet Jafar sing. sing. I'm I'm I think this might be a problem with Disney though, because Beauty and the Beast did it. I've seen Emma Watson, or I've heard Emma Watson's behind the scenes songs, and Emma Watson did like a good job right she wasn't stage this is her career levels but she did a decent job but you watch beauty and the beast and she's auto-tuned to fuckery yeah but she's- in that film they have audra mcdonald who has one of the greatest voices of all time yeah and so like i think they had better singers in beauty and the beast as a whole yeah but they still auto-tuned pretty much fucking everything and then in this one i think they this, this is onto the point i think they didn't have quite as good singers and they I think they're so worried about these songs not sounding Disney perfect that they go too far with it. They they I mean, make they auto tune it to the point where everyone can hear the auto tune, which is like cardinal sin of auto tuning. So and then it's it is a problem. And anytime it flew into one of the musical numbers, I was just like, this is this is so bad. Just like, See, I, I mean, the choreography and stuff was great. With yeah, the dancing and like because that, that I can I can kind of get on board. That with scene that. we. We've talked about in the previous episodes where it's like Prince Ali Prince first Ali. shows up for yeah. the first time. It it's shot terribly. Yeah, it looks terrible, but the choreography of the dancing and the way it falls in tune with the beat of the music mm-hmm. is it gets you gets your wee shoulders a bobbing. Yeah. It's it's quite nice, but everything else about that scene is just like it just looks like it's cardboard. Ninety years old, it gets <laughs> your shoulders a bobbing. Shoulders bobbing. <laughs> wow. Hey kids, I went to see the Aladdin, and my shoulders was. Driving around, <laughs> get out to see it, kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just the film uh, that I, I. So I will give you this though. Um, 
you, you mentioned when we watched that side-by-side clip that it was shot completely differently from the animated one. Yeah. Not the animated was shot, but the, the angles they chose to use. Yeah. And I will give you 100% throughout that film, it, they missed the, the key factor of that anytime you are watching it and you're seeing it from basically Aladdin's point of view, everything is meant to seem grandiose and and massive. And that's why it's all these low angles. But in that film, you do they not just, get a single... They just film head on yeah and there's just and or top down or yeah or top down and the sets just look so nothing and a lot of the costumes just look so ugh. and then the movie just as a gent like that's the only thing i would give dumbo over aladdin is dumbo was at times nice to look at that scene when he first goes to the circus and you see the big pig elephants Mm. that scene still stands out every so often it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually stand out at all to me (laughs) only when i was thinking about aladdin does that scene stand out to me but when i think about aladdin there's not a single scene in that movie that i thought was visually enticing to look at not a single moment and the genie just looks it it looked really bad in the trailers and i thought oh can't look that the final film it looks better in the final film but still doesn't look great because the uncanny valley when will smith goes from blue to being a regular human just throws me off every time it's too much his face it's it's one of those they should have they should have, again, they should have gone weirder with it. If, if the big CGI blue genie looked weirder, yeah. and then he, when he came to Will Smith, he's like, yeah, this is my human look. All right, cool. I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, just giving a, it, a quick explanation, boom, done. Because in, and it's, again, in the animated version, if, if the genie came down to a human but kept the genie's big bulbous chin and face, he would look like a monster. <laughs> yeah, just... so, and, but you're okay with it because he's a mythical, you know what I mean? Mythical being. Yeah, I'm with you. So there's, there, don't get me wrong, it's, it's not like... This is it's not like I'm saying this is the the best live action Disney. I did enjoy it, but I do agree that it still has issues and it's still in that realm of like why? why? But for me the, the issues piled up to a point and it it caused no emotional resurgency within me that I was just like what's the point in this film? Mm. Why would I why would I recommend people go watch this film when they could go watch a far better and more enjoyable animated version mm. that came out many years ago it's like what's the what is the point in this film i don't get it so it's, it's the same with dumbo it's the same with jungle it's tricky though. and the lion king as well but then it, it is but then it is weird because we're in a different point with cinema this is sorry and this is kind of getting into the realms of, of why are they doing this because i guess i did watch aladdin I, went, I, I for a new generation it is for a new generation exactly and because of that i did watch aladdin fairly recently right not not for the film but i watched it for the context of I think maybe like two months ago. I yeah. think I was just in the mood to watch it. And I, it's a great film, and I obviously have a huge amount of nostalgia for it. But watching a lot of these Disney films now, a lot of them are so slow-paced. And that's just the way films are made back then. That's not a criticism of the movie. Yes. But I can fully understand why, if I watched that with my... If I had a you know two, three-year-old, four-year-old niece, and they were watching it, they would be bored. Because their little minds are used to iPhones and, yeah. and all sorts. YouTube so like, videos where people just jump cut. That instant YouTube, gratification, yeah. you know? So I, I can kind of understand why they're doing it. And I get yeah. that's why it... But then it means that when we're watching... And same with Pokemon Detective Pikachu actually had the exact same problem. The Thank pacing was, full title. was rapid. Oh yeah, that movie does not stop. Doesn't stop. And, like, I, and I it's guess, like, the same the, thing. Up until uh, Pikachu shows up, it's, it takes a wee bit of time. But the minute Pikachu shows up and the minute Aladdin shows up, Boom, those fucking films are going yeah, and they yeah, do yeah. not stop. Totally. But the only thing I would say about this Aladdin for kids is, I mean, I don't know what in this new Aladdin is going to fucking engage kids because they don't know who, who Will Smith is, nor do they care who Will Smith is. Yeah. This film isn't exactly the most visually popping or exciting film to look at. The songs are shite. And yeah, it's just the songs like, are the same, aren't they? And then the whole no, there's new ones. Well, there's one new one. 
Thanks to Pisek and Paul. Jasmine's new song. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the only one. Whole New World, Friend Like Me, uh, the Agrabah song at the beginning. Yeah, but I'm just like, but what we were saying earlier, just like the songs, Arabian don't, Nights. Arabian songs Nights. don't sound good. There's another one as well, isn't there? I don't know. Is sort of it? like that chase scene bit. Oh, um, one step ahead of the bed. Da, oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So there's only one new song. Along. I just I just don't see this being a film that kids have been like, oh, it's amazing. I, 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 I do, totally. Because, and, and I do because I know you didn't enjoy it. I know there's a lot of elements that you didn't enjoy. Pointing again, at Gavin and Audio were respectively again, for our listeners. it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just I didn't. It didn't yeah. do anything. But then me. I know loads of people that did enjoy it. Like, I, I, know, I know more people that have Dave. come out of that film saying they enjoyed it. Davey. Hannah, um, a few other friends of mine. Your mum. I know. Honestly, I know more people that say they enjoyed that film than 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 didn't enjoy the film. A lot of people are saying that Jasmine's songs are crap, which I didn't. I maybe it's just me. I watched it. The it sentiment was definitely in the right place. However, just there's something about Pesek and Paul in general yeah. that the songs that they come out with are just really kind of contrived. I yeah. think. I, th- I think I, that's I mean, why in, shots fired. That, that's why they're perfect for Disney. Then, <laughs> yeah. In agreement with you, I did what like when that song came on. I, the, my first thought was, "Oh wow, I'm going to listen to this on repeat." It was, "Oh, they're trying to do Frozen. Cool. They're trying to get a, a big, powerful female solo." You know what I mean? I wasn't swept up in it. I, I had a thought about why it's a- emulating something. The else. actress that plays her great. certainly does a good job delivering it. Yeah, and she's probably. And that's one of the strong performances. There you go. So they, my final point on it, final main character, she was phenomenal. She was the best bit of the I would not use character. the word phenomenal. I would I say would. she is... Best bit of the whole film. She's good enough in a film that doesn't do anything. Mm. She stands out as an actress. So I'm like, she has presence on screen. She, she, That presence comes across, especially when... But then again, that's not difficult when she's acting across from fucking <laughs> Jafar, the plank of wood yeah. man. Even the Sultan. Sultan. Yeah, and and like, the handmaiden. Again, handmaiden. the actor they got to play the father is so good. And he just plays, yeah. Not we didn't play anything. He has nothing. That that was one of the character th- characters that they made big changes to, which I didn't agree with. Because in the original, he's this fuddery old man who yeah. loves his daughter, but kind of doesn't seem suited to run a country. And yeah. that's why it works. Jasmine's managing to not Jasmine. Jafar's managing to corrupt his mind and, and trick him, pull the wool over him. And Jasmine's getting frustrated with him. But in this one, he seems perfectly capable. Yeah, he seems like I don't. I'm so confused. Like, why do you like? Oh, I'm, mumbling my words but at the end he's just like I can't be sullen you should be sullen yeah. and I'm like but why why can't you you've, do she's done nothing to suggest she should be sultan, and you've done nothing to suggest you shouldn't be sultan. Mm. this is just because you wanted to end with her being sultan. yeah I, I do agree with you on that one because it, 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 it definitely felt more earned in the original than it did at the end of this one Especially with the stuff of Jasmine oh remember what mother said that we're only as happy as our poorest or our most unhappy citizen and in the original, you kind of get the idea that he's... It's not that he's a bad sultan. He's just fuddery and yeah. old and wants to play with his toys and kind of wants to retire but needs a male heir. Pretty much is a... Is it. trapped by it. Whereas in this, it feels like he's the one going, no, you need... You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm saying you have to marry because it, it's not just the rules. It's also what I think. And then by the end of it, he goes, oh, no, maybe we can change the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I don't know if you've listened to uh, Hamilton, but there's a line in that which comes to mind when he... <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, why would I let my the man who ran against me be my vice president? You know what? I'm going to change that. And Aaron was like, what do you mean? And he's like, because I'm the president. <laughs> like, yeah, you are. You're the sultan. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you want Jasmine to be the, the queen sultan? I don't know the name of it. Sultana, I think it is. I actually 
I think no. I a g- genuinely is a fruit. Yeah, no. Gen- look that up. I'm pretty sure a female sultan is a sultana. God, I'm I've said that twice now, and now it suddenly seems less. Yeah, <laughs> especially because my an audio voice reactions to it. We're just like, mm, I don't know. Well, is he right? He's right. Actually. Ah! We should never doubt you. Or Ever. Well, maybe sometimes. Um. So yeah. Overall, I'm giving that a seven. Seems high. I'm gonna go six. Six out of ten. Okay, and I would continue with my thing of recommend or not recommend. I would not recommend Aladdin. In fact, I would recommend the animated Aladdin. Please go watch that. I would not recommend this. I Aladdin. will stick. I yeah. Here you go. Here's my Gary. We should review. We should do short reviews. Here's my Gary review for Aladdin. I know I've not done this for any other film, but Aladdin's getting one. My Gary review is. If you have the choice, watch the original. But if you are going to the cinema, seeing this isn't going to be the worst thing in the world. However, I'm not going to go out of my way to rewatch this at any point. I will never rewatch this movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, John Wick. How many films we got left? Two films. Two. Don't forget the the correct title. It's John Wick Chapter Three: Colon Parabellum. Because without Oosh. the Parabellum. We wouldn't know what the fucking film's about. <laughs> they said Parabellum in the film, and I went, oh, they did it. It's going to be in one of those montages of like when they say the movie title. And, the, and <laughs> of course, the best one will always be we some kind of suicide squad. Suicide squad. Nothing's ever better than that. John Wick 3. Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? Uh, I went first for Aladdin. You go first with John Wick. Uh, John Wick, sorry, if we're following the same naming conventions that we were sticking to with Pokemon Detective Pikachu, yes. we have to talk about John Wick, Chapter, Chapter 3, three Colon Parabellum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to get old. Uh, this is a fucking fun movie. It is a fucking fun movie. Uh, holy shit. Uh, I mean, I don't know with John Wick where to, like, where to start with it because I've got my f- nitpicky, filmy mm-hmm. like, opinion and stuff. But then I've also Wait, just, sorry, you're... I like how you've toned that down. Okay. Nit- <laughs> nitpicky, filmy head. I guess, Whereas I, I have I'll, another one. Name I know for what it. you're going to say. Your pretentious, wanky head. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, potato, potato. Uh, no one okay. says potato, but fine. Uh, Nobody does say I know, potato. I, I hate what that is saying? that saying about? Do people in Boston say potato? I want a potato with my coffee. No, it's the whole I say potato. And you say potato, yeah, but it must you say come... tomato, and I say tomato, potato, potato, just... tomato, tomato. Wait. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. Is it because of, t- is it just so that the song yeah. could rhyme with tomato, tomato? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I, that's just, I, oh. For all these years, I thought it was, I thought it was some suburb thing somewhere. from Boston. Them, Do you guys want a jack of potato? But if it's just because somebody had to make a rhyme, then that's. Better. Every time Ben Affleck made a film about Boston, he had to cut out the scenes of people saying potato. potato. Just like, we can't let them know this is how we say it. They'll think we're stupid. <laughs> like, too late, Ben. That guy already wrote a song about us. And Fuck. The whole world's but laughing. Then, but then we killed him and buried his family. <laughs> Why would we do that, Ben? Because he said potato. Potatoes. Right. John Wick 3, brilliant fun. Uh, yeah. I, this John Wick fun. are now, for me, moving into the... You don't go in to see a John Wick film expecting it to be a nitpicky no. film film. No, but my nitpicky things are uh, just things of a problem that's a, arisen in the second one and grown into the third one, mm-hmm. which is my problem with the second one was they started to try and build, they tr- started to try and construct this universe that wasn't fully there. 
and it just felt yeah. really forced at times. It was alluded to in the first one. but it, uh, Yeah, it was alluded, but it took what felt like a very grounded film about just a man wanting revenge for the killing of his dog. Mm. And then it started to expand into this almost like video comic game. booky, video like game. s- video gamey, s- kind of silly, like slapsticky. And I was like, oh, I don't want this stuff. Mm-hmm. I want just the simplicity of the it's, first one. It's funny that you say that about the slapstick because you are right. If it wasn't, if it didn't portray a bunch of the scenes that it portrays in it in the light that it does, you could watch that film and, and laugh a lot. Yeah. And I, I kind of did laugh when I was watching it, but not in a haha, how funny, more in a kind of haha, that was awesome. I mean, it was interesting with the third one, how tonally different it felt from the other mm. two because there was a lot more played for laugh moments yeah, in this yeah, film. Yeah. To next, he uses a horse like a gun. Yeah, it's so good. Best bit. It's just a bit, Best like, bit of the film. He uh, does it twice as well. Also, I was watching that scene like thinking like, I mean, I know what the stunt team's like, so they probably filmed in a stable. And I'm like, the last thing I want to be doing is having a fist fight around a bunch of horses that <laughs> could get a little uncomfortable and just like <laughs> kick off. And one of them, in the context of the movie, does kick does off kick and off. it's amazing. It's great. And then there's that bit where he makes a gun for a single shot. Yeah. Don't know why, why not? I mean, I thought that gun was going to come into play at some point. And so I like, did I. No, but then that scene after that leads into what I am declaring, and I probably shouldn't because it's too early to say this. What might be the best action scene in all of the John Wick franchises, which, was which that? is that fight in the hallway hallway of knives. Ah, oh, that was is, so good. I was just sitting there, so and good. because uh, I'm a deranged, uh, terrifying motherfucker, <laughs> I was just gleefully sitting there, wide eyed, smiling, going like, "This is." gorgeous to watch <laughs> and of course like there's some really gory scenes in yeah. that yeah, and the yeah, audience yeah. around me was just wincing and screaming and ah yeah. and i was sitting there going yes <laughs> more more so i think you're right though i think you, like without just sitting here and then talking about our favorite bits of the film because Which we, we could easily we do could easily do i think that, that's that's what john wick chapter three parabellum colon parabellum thank you <laughs> is though it's it's a film that you can go and watch and then it's the new action films of Oh, what about that bit? Oh no, this. You know what I mean? You're not. Yeah. You're not really going to see it because of its in its its deep lore but and whatnot. Here's the problem but with John Mc Chapter Two and John Mc Chapter Three: Colin Parabellum. They're trying to build more of this lore, mm-hmm. and then it it. I mean, this film is what two hours ten minutes long. Two, two, two I think. Yeah. yeah, and it this film doesn't need to be two hours and ten minutes long because it feels it feels its length at times. Yeah. And there's to such an extent where this film is trying to build its universe. The whole um. Watched the adjudicator stuff. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that and it was interesting, but it made the film so much longer that at points I forgot about John Wick because mm. he would be gone for extended periods well, of time. Yeah, and, and the scene in the, the the mint factory is more or less just Halle Berry's section. Like John Wick barely. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the problem with that scene is I think that might be the weakest action scene is because it goes on for way too long. Mm. That that action scene feels like it's at least eight minutes long. It's it's because they give John Wick a little bit, then they give Halle Berry a huge chunk of yeah. screen time, which I was fine with, but you're right. It goes like Halle Berry but, like a good five, six minutes of just Halle Berry doing John Wick stuff with two dogs. Awesome. And then it cuts back to John Wick doing more John Wick stuff. Yeah. And you're exactly right. It it's it feels too long. You get to a point where you're going, yeah, I, I know he's going to kill all these people. Yeah. And, and then the, <laughs> I felt the problem with that was they dedicated so much time to that point that they were obviously very limited in what the stunts they could do with those two mm-hmm. attack dogs. So it kind of became a bit repetitive. Whereas like Halle Berry's in his... I mean, she's got some amazing fucking choreograph- yeah. choreographed fight moments where I'm like, holy fuck, this woman really did the John Wick school of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then the dogs come into it and the dogs can in- keep doing the same thing. dicks off. Keep doing the same thing. And then John Let's McFriend keep shooting in the head. Keep shooting in the head. And I was like, okay, this scene I'm starting to yeah. feel yeah, 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 kind yeah. of I can give you that. a bit exhausted. You the, well, my, the, I, I had this theory after John Wick 1 and then it's kind of blown up. It's one of these ones where I, I said it, didn't tell anyone, didn't write it down. And now I feel like people are stealing my intellectual property. But I, I thought it after John Wick 1, and it just feels like it's going more and more that way. John Wick is just a, a, a version of The Matrix that got rebooted. I mean, why not? It 100% I, I can, could be. It could easily just end with, like, John Wick just waking up in a chair and then pulling the plug out, and you're like, you get noise. I see, no, but I don't think he's... I don't think it's it's not that he's not... He won't ever get pulled out. This is when he's in The Matrix. Just like he is... Like, like, like a... This was an early... He's an agent. Early one. This is an early reiteration of The Matrix. Or maybe it's one after... No, I reckon it's early. Before The Matrix films happen, this is the robots running through something. And they've made a, a more video game-esque universe that's very gun-focused. Do you think that... John Wick's trying to uh, bust out. And then in the second one, when Lawrence Fishburne turned up, I went, well, that's because he... That's because Morpheus isn't pulled out of The Matrix yet. I love Lawrence Fishburne in this, these movies because he is a man who's clearly just having the most fun. Yeah. Because every scene, he just chose the scenery. The scene with the like, pigeons was so good. Oh, like... Because it's that... It's kind of Tarantino-esque where he's just... Don't insult the film. <laughs> no, but just that bit where he's he's shouting about being the king of the Bowery. Yeah. I am the king. Cut me where I stand. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. I'm going for like a solid seven out of eight out. Oh, of well, you just jump. I've barely even scratched the surface of the, while we're talking about this film. For well, example, we, we have another film. To I do. know, but shush. For example, yeah, but that one's not worth talking about. This one is. I can't even remember what the other one is. It's Rocket Man. Boo. Oh, okay. uh, there's like my Rocket review. <laughs> for, for John Wick Chapter 3, colon, Parabellum, they introduce two actors who, the minute they appeared on screen, little uh, martial arts movie Gavin just went, <laughs> yay! Oh, the, the fight scene in the Hall of Mirrors at the end. Yeah, because you've got yeah. the two guys from the Raid 1 and the Raid 2. Yep. Uh, I think both of them are Indonesian uh, martial artists. Uh, so that was a great scene. I've seen well. them in a bunch of movies, uh, and they are incredible at what they do. Mm-hmm. So the minute they appeared on screen, I went, here we fucking go. Fight scene was just, oh. Yeah, it was, and I, it was phenomenal. And I love how that fight scene ended, because it can go so many ways. Mm. And then, But then here's again where we come to our problem, is it, playing into your video gamey mm-hmm. thing, is the final bet for John Wick when he gets to the hotel and it gets thingied and then Siege it, it all felt like the stages of a boss battle yeah. where he, he fights the two guys and he beats them and he fights the next two guys and he beats them and then he goes to the boss and by the time you get to the boss it's kind of like I've run out of steam like I don't really care about this boss guy anymore <laughs> plus the, the that guy's performance was confusing yeah it was an like one. he was like serious and like intense and then he was jokey and fun and then he's like yeah. Serious but jokey, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen him, and has anyone seen the American Master Chef with him, no. where he reveals food? Nope. I got introduced <laughs> to this thing where he reveals food, but he does it in the most <laughs> shit maddening way I've ever seen. Where he just like, like a big fucking tray lifts up, and like fog comes out, and he goes salmon. Salmon. It's, like, it's so intense. And I'm just like, and now picturing him and John Wick as this like ghostly ninja guy, I was like. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was an, he was an odd performance. Um, Ian McShane, 
I think Ian McShane falls into the, the, the Lawrence Fishburne category of just, He's just enjoying, enjoying his time. I mean, that, that fucking moment where they go out and they're like shooting their guns, but they're just bouncing off the, the guy's helmets and stuff. And then they both walk in and be going like, new armor. Yeah. And he's just sitting there sipping a brandy, listening to music. I'm like, Come on. This is glorious. That, yeah. I, I think actually my favorite bit of John Wick was, I think in all of it, is when that exact bit, the bullets are shooting off the, the mega armored raid cops. Yeah. And they come back to the, the the vault, and John Wick says Winston, but he says it in the most scathingly angry yeah. Winston, <laughs> like like you fucking let me in, I gotta kill some motherfuckers. Like just so angry that he's 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 been delayed in murder for you. <laughs> and then he gets they get those shotguns, and there's nothing more glorious because it never stopped being old. Of any time they would shoot someone in the head with those shotguns, they would. I'm assuming use um, a pulley system mm-hmm. to pull them back, and it's just glorious when like the sound design of it. Like, <laughs> And then you go, and they fly away. He's like, yes, keep shooting yeah. them in the head. The reason I think we don't, I don't want to scratch too much on this is because we can do a John Wick. Oh yeah, we should do it like all three. Yeah. There's enough films of them. So I think let's, I'm going to give it a solid, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it, a, as far as action films go, it's an eight out of 10 action film. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say is uh, this film does a jump the shark moment at the end and I'm worried because for where it's going to go in the future. I yeah, I'm with you. It needs to. I think the next one needs to be the final. I one. thought this was the final I one. This was the final I one. thought they were like we're doing a, a solid trilogy, and now apparently they're not, and they're wanting yeah. they're doing a TV series as well about this universe that doesn't involve John Wick. And I'm like, please stop! You're ruining it. I'm if, this, if the next one's the last one, I'd be I'd be happy with that. Yeah, but you can't end at four. They, they're probably going to go to five. Why? Why can't they end on four? Because movies all the best things are Rocky, <laughs> Shrek, Rocky. Or they just released the you, you, were we just forgetting Rocky Five and Creed One and Two. No, but that, oh yeah, no, and that's... Rocky Six. Because I was gonna say Creed's like a re, not like no, a reboot. Still in the same universe. It's, it's, it's actually it's the same. Even Drago comes back for fuck's sake. <laughs> I must. All break right, fine. You. Shrek finishes on a four. Shrek Four Ever After. And that Jaws. Is, that is the benchmark. Jaws finished on a four. No, but Blue Steel is partly in that universe. It's not. <laughs> I said Shrek's that, only the Shrek universe is only three films because Shrek the Third is not official canon. Why is Shrek the Third not? Because it's fucking. Wait, Shrek. is this just? Because I've just. Yeah, it's my own agenda. <laughs> yeah, because uh, in my world, pushing my own agenda. There's, on there's that only one. like three Star Wars movies, <laughs> and that's it. It's number one. Right. Number eight. <laughs> Rocket Man and the Solo movie. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm solo gonna, movie. yeah, I'll just say, uh, I absolutely recommend John Wick Chapter Three. Yeah, Colin Parabellum, go see it. Totally. You'll have a fucking blast. I'm with you, Great especially with, if you've got what Audio Boy and I were lucky to have a receptive crowd that's ooing and aying and laughing. Yeah. It's so much fun. That's just me. But anytime I go to the cinema, I am your receptive crowd. We should go see a film together. I don't know if I want to see a film with you because you'll pro- you'll just be like, Gavin, Gavin, <laughs> this is funny. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. The fuck off, Gary. I don't talk during the film. Mm, I, I, I am quiet during the film. If something happens, I I react. receive it well. I react well. Yeah, but, but I've I, seen you react to like when you think about Andre the Giant farting. <laughs> I don't want to be in the cinema when you have a reaction like that because I'll either have to kill you or leave. <gasps> well, it depends oh. if the film's that funny. I, did, I forgot to tell this story, but. Uh, Cutting back to Aladdin for a second, Audio oh, Boy no. and I went to see Aladdin together. Uh-huh. Wait to hear this fucking story, Gary. Because <laughs> this is, as a movie podcast, cuts deep to the core of us movie <laughs> listeners, class watchers. I can't be a movie listener, but you know, a watcher. So we are sitting there. Uh, the trailers are playing. There's an old couple sitting to the left of uh, Philip. Yeah. And they are quiet and peaceful as can be. In my eyes, they're old because it made it easier How for me. How old were they? Early to mid forties. Okay, so that's yeah. Yeah, that older long. than us, way older, older than, than you. Audio <laughs> boy. Uh, so they're as quiet and as peaceful can be. Uh, lights go down. 
movie starts. Now, I wasn't aware of this. Audio Boy told me this after the fact, yeah. but her phone rang. And what did she do, Gary? No. She answered her phone. Oh, for fuck's sake. And she answered the phone call. Now, I wasn't aware of this because at this point I was dazzled by Aladdin. That's not true, but I was watching the film. And then some time goes by what? and then her phone, she's, the phone call ends. Her phone goes away. Then her phone comes, no, her phone just stays out and she then just starts WhatsApping on her phone. Full brightness. My God. Didn't turn it down. Did you and then, say something? Wait, it gets there. Because then I clocked it and I went, this woman's got her phone out. And I'm sitting there and I'm starting to tense up because I'm an... You got, you got the heart pounding. Yeah. He did the reposition. You gotta, you gotta, he readjusted himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get ready to have a word. You got to get ready human. to say, yeah. "Excuse me, can you turn your phone off?" And, and I, your heart. And I was sitting there out of your chest. And I was sitting there like, "I'm going to cut the bitch. I'm going to kill her." Because I'm watching a fucking movie. Ah! And I just lead across the audio boy. I'm like, "Could you put your phone away? We're trying to watch the movie." Now I tried to be because I always do this. I start off polite, and if it continues, he did not come across as polite. Well, that's oh, because well, the bitch no. had her phone out. I'm but, with him. I'm totally with you on this. But. I start off with like, can you put your phone away? We're trying to watch the movie. I would say that's the, that's the best of politeness. Now, there was one other point where I feel like I saw a little light, but it was under a coat. And oh, I was worry. like... I clocked it because I made a point of like sighing really heavily and like moving and kind of like bumped it a little bit to kind of be like, can you not? Because <laughs> when I saw the light, I was just like, here it goes. This is it. Because I can do this passive aggression to the knock max. out a woman in a, in a cinema. F- why do people do it? Just so, go out the fucking... Just room. don't go to the cinema. Leave. Yeah. They were right at the front as well. So she could have easily just like left, jumped out. Oh. So yeah, I mean, that didn't affect my uh, experience of Aladdin because it's still not a good film. But to anyone out there, and I don't think we have... If you're listening to this podcast and you're a person who takes out your phone and uses it in any way for whatsoever, I don't care what the reason is. Fuck you. Stop listening to this yeah, podcast. No, I'm with you. You're a terrible person. I'm with you. Bastard. Oh, it infuriates me. Rocket Man. But not as much as our next film, Rocket Man. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy Rocket Man. Uh, so Rocket Man is another, by the numbers, just generic music biopic that I found tedious. <laughs> Guys are slow. <laughs> I found it tedious. But the, I would say the visual delight of Dexter Fletcher's directing was the one saving grace of the mm. movie. So I enjoyed Rocky Man. And I like a musical. As do I. So I, I kind of went in. I didn't know it was a musical. I thought it was going to be... I don't know what I thought. I didn't realize it was going to be a full-on musical, though, basically. I'd that read in an interview somewhere. So, yeah. I was... so I didn't know it was going to be a full-on musical. I know nothing about Elton John, and I know Elton John music. So I kind of watched it pretty pretty blank. You know what I mean? I had nothing. I had no expectations of what You I were there to learn. For. Well, not even. I didn't know what I was there for. I just went, oh, Rocket Man. I actually was going in saying, I'm not that fussed about seeing this, to be perfectly honest. Came out, and I went, I actually enjoyed that. Um, the, I, to it's, quote the message you sent, Audio Boy and I, it was banging. Yeah. I, it, but then, it is one of those ones, I think I, I've fallen into your your problem with Bohemian Rhapsody yep. of the music The music yep. sweeps you along. It's the music. And you, you kind of can't. Because after talking about it with a, with a friend of mine um, a bit more, it... The more I've thought about it, I've kind of gone, uh, you know what? It's a bit self-congratulatory wanky because the the scene with his mum where she, he's like, I'm gay. And she goes, oh, I know that. But you're going to, I hope you're aware, you're going to never have love in your entire life because you are a bad person for being gay. It's not quite as on the nose and as that, it but it's, back it's to it. pretty on the fucking yeah. nose. I, there is no way in hell. And I maybe I don't know this and I could be wrong. And if Elton John, you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> But I, there's no way that conversation happened like that. I expect the conversation was, 
Well, just so you know, if you're in the gay lifestyle, I've heard that... Because I get it, she's an older woman. Also, with the time in which she grew she, up... The Britain in the 70s was... That was not a fun place to yeah, be. Yeah, like... The no, I get yeah. that. I No, so this is this is the thing, all right? So I get that the conversation would have been akin to that, right? Well, in my mind, there was never a conversation, but they needed one for the movie, so they just wrote Ah, uh, See, I reckon the conversation happened, but the conversation was more on the lines of, I know you're gay, keep it to yourself. I agree with that bit. And I hope you realize that what I've heard from the girls at the club, gay marriage, and there is no such thing as gay marriage. They just all like banging, and it's all about sex. And I hope you're aware. You know what I mean? It was more of a, I mean, you know what, what, I, what I've heard from the girls, which is complete misinformation, rather than just, you've opened yourself to a life of no love yeah. because you are a piece of shit. She, she speaks John. like a person in a movie and not like a human being. Yeah. I, and, it's, and then the, when I thought about that key bit, more of the film started going... I mean, the most impressive thing that just happened there is Gary's uh, accent as a kind of North London woman was way more convincing and on point <laughs> than Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. who couldn't pick a fucking accent for that movie. Yeah, she's odd. But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that's, to be fairly honest, it's kind of as much as I have to say about it. I enjoyed it. If you're a big fan of Elton John, you should go see it. You'll love it. Of course you will. If you don't know much about him and you like musicals, it's all right. Maybe worth a watch. And if you don't like those things, don't go. Or and if you're Gavin. And now it's my turn. <laughs> so, uh, I'll start off with negative, go positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taron Edgerton's performance, bizarre, all over the place. Sometimes I'm baffled by the uh, the scenes they chose. as, Like, for example, the one you're talking about where he tells his mum he's gay and stuff. Yeah. The, the fucking... The, uh, he is all over the place mm-hmm. in that fucking scene. Uh, the musical numbers fell so forced at times where the dialogue was clearly pointed in a way so that it could then yeah. just segue gracefully but it doesn't ever gracefully segue into the music the musical numbers it just kind of like bulldozes through a fucking wall and your face into the musical numbers where it's like jesus christ okay i get it. it's an elton john song back off a wee bit but that's Dex- very musical though that true that is a musical but this thing. film didn't earn it <laughs> Never earned it. Also, uh, props uh, to the writer of the script, Ansel and John, for mm. just fully diving into his struggles with dr- drugs and alcohol. Because yeah. this film doesn't... Doesn't pa- hold back. Doesn't hold back and doesn't paint him in the greatest of pictures at times. No, totally. And I'm like, good for it for that. Shame Taron Edgerton was the person that got to do that performance because he's just too much of a... He's like a Will Smith. He's just a big movie star looking kind of person. Mm. He's not a actor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but Dexter Fletcher, I think, is the saving grace of this film and the cinematographer and the team he worked with because unlike... I'm not going to even say its name. You know what movie I'm thinking that I'm referencing here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've decided I, don't want, I never want to speak about that movie Bohemian again. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, that. But <laughs> unlike that movie... Dun, 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 dun. Rocketman has some actual delightful visual flair to it. It's a really nice movie to look at in times. Yes, the wigs are awful, but we'll let that go. <laughs> the, costume, like the costume design, the set yeah. design, the period stuff, the like that scene, like the, the orgy scene and all that kind of stuff, and it kind of gets when he's like really high on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff is really shot well. Like when he falls into the pool, there was, there was, there's a clear the, um, vision by Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, for that, that scene in the pool specifically is a real with, good one to pull out. With that wee kid who can't sing. The little kid, little kid who can't sing, but then Taron Egerton, and it's it, you're right, it's more the visual of him being underwater, them getting him to do the lines, and then... Obviously, they filmed the whole... I thought, oh, okay, so he's not actually underwater. And then he starts singing, the yeah. bubbles come in. I was like, oh, shit. So he... Obviously, they've cut away to let him breathe in between. But 
that was a fucking really nice looking scene. Yeah, it's like it's real like, nice. There's many points in this film just like just like that's just nice to look at. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice looking film. And compared to the previous music biopic we had, this is well and far ahead of that mm. and i think every single way because that previous film that got nominated for a bunch of things and got a bunch of attention dog shit absolute <laughs> dog shit there's not one good thing about it this Bohemian movie Rhapsody. this movie it has some actual redeeming elements you need to get uh thunder lightning and like a organ sound effect for he's every not, time we say Bohemian Rhapsody. He's not going to do any of that. <laughs> you know, like a fan in the opera style? He has a week to edit this and he won't yeah. do any of that. There is currently a hundred minutes of audio to edit. Aye. And then I have to do that on top of that. <laughs> Did anyone else think in Rocketman that an awful lot of attention was paid specifically to Rocketman? And like... I felt like Bohemian Rhapsody, it was like covering like a career of music. So mm. you could be like, oh, he did all of these songs, all yeah. this kind of thing. And I've said the name of it now. Deal I mean, with you're it. You're allowed to, I can't. Um, but it is my Voldemort. Rocket Man, it felt like the sort of there was this sort of like genesis of like a rock star with Crocodile Rock. And it never it kind of went away from that. And then it just kept doing Rocket Man all the time, as if like it didn't trust that people would know his other songs. It was really uh, odd to me. I don't know. No, I wouldn't, because there was a few songs when I was watching it. Me, me and Dave had the same thought. There was a few Dave. songs throughout the uh, throughout the film that we both at the end of it. I went. I didn't even realize that that was an Elton John. There was about four of them that I didn't even know were Elton John songs. So I don't know. Maybe not for me anyway. I mean, I I mean, the songs are just a part and parcel with a music biopic at this mm. point. We're just like we need to put in the popular songs that people know because it will get them. In the seats and in thinking that they're enjoying something. But they only teased, and I'm not going to forgive them for this, they only teased, I guess that's why we call it the blues, which is the best Elton John song, and it was a fucking travesty that didn't go in there. <sighs> don't know, he's got a lot of good ones. It's it does best, have a lot of good Best ones. difficult one. The, uh, the the Crocodile Rock bit was nice. Where yeah. he, like, for show, And again, showing the, uh, the elation that he felt mm. when that entire club was yeah. jumping with him. Yeah, it was a really great scene. That was an awesome scene. Again, Dex Fletcher has some art. And interestingly, I was mentioning this to Audio Boy. Dexter Fletcher was brought on to try and salvage uh, the situation after Brian Singer was fired from uh, the movie that's name shall not be said. So I'm now interested to know what Dexter Fletcher's involvement was with that movie, mm. now seeing what he's done with Rocketman. Yeah. Right, should we wrap there? That was a long that was a long episode. I mean, yeah, I had more to say, but it's not worth it. Because Rocketman... Uh, what well, you, what rating would you give Rocketman? Uh, um, I'm going to go... Eh, it's better than Aladdin, not as good as John Wick. 7 out of 10. And I would not recommend Rocketman. <laughs> 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 I see no reason to. Just go listen to it. Get, open up your Spotify, kids, and just listen to Elton John songs. Elton music. That's all you need to do. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to this slightly longer than normal there's more films in our roundup yeah this time we probably should have waited until after godzilla as well but then that would have added another film yeah. go see book smart it's fine yeah we not that we'll do another roundup but we'll probably chat in in detail or in, in passing about a few of the other films that come out this month big ones book smart godzilla king of monsters go see book smart ma ma's out the, the, the new x-men movie new x-men oh, fuck man it's a busy month Busy month. I can't wait to shit on that X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can get in touch with us at, the, at our email, meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can get to us on Twitter at meanderingpod. Correct. Instagram, just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast as well as Facebook. 
And yeah, leave us a review. Get in touch. Send us a comment. Let us know if you like us, which one of us you like most. Give us a rating or say recommend, not recommend. It's up to you. I'd prefer ratings. Just say not recommend for Gav. Just we'll, not recommend for We're all feeling it. I did. Also, don't forget, uh, if you're on iTunes, go down to the description. There's a link to my big brother's short film give that a watch you can find it on youtube some sunny day just search by most recent shout out to kevin for that uh, great film to who kevin your, your brother that's not my brother's name i just took a stab in the dark <laughs> <laughs> good, good nope anyway Adam. and don't forget to head over to twitch ben? where gary is with pixel cafe he's twitching oh yeah at pixels cafe you can come watch me play some video games watch one where him and his girlfriend play the sims for way too long and just build <laughs> characters Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Please tune in to next week where we're going to talk about something else. I have no idea. I have no idea. We need to talk about it. See ya. Bye. It's Meandering Movies. It's Meandering Movies. It's Meandering Movies. So won't you lend an ear?